listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast with Monica Woodhams. Influencer Girl Lifestyle is all about connecting you with top entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities who are sharing their secrets to living the influencer life behind the Instagram filters. So get ready to learn the ins and outs about influence, some girl talk, from dating to shopping for Gucci belts, and of course, the all-too-frequent debate over mimosas versus Bloody Marys at brunch. Here's your host and go-to for all things influencer lifestyle, Monica Woodhams. Hey, y'all. I'm here today with Bianca Gabe. She is a personal stylist for women and men and the founder of Bianca Gabe Style. So welcome, Bianca. Hi, Monica. How are you? I'm doing so well. I'm excited that we get to chat today. We get to talk about how you started your personal styling business and also talking about a little juicy topic about imitation being the best form of flattery and why we don't need to get like all freaked out and panicked when it seems like someone might be inspired by what we're doing. I love it. I think that that such an on, on trend topic, I guess, because we're at the end of the day, all, you know, a copy of, what someone else did out there. And I, I don't think we're anyone really is inventing, reinventing the wheel, but just kind of trying to make it better. Totally. So I, I love it. Okay. I'm very okay. excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So let's kick it off with a little this or that. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yoga or bar? Yoga. Do you do bar at all or what's your favorite? I did it for about a hot moment. My mom loves it and I like to sweat a little bit more and I'm kind of a hardcore quote unquote athlete. And as much as I have a background in ballet, I, it just, if I'm going to put the time together to go work out, I want to make it worth my while. And so I feel like sweating equals results and therefore I like, I mean, so if I'm going to go to yoga, I feel like you can check out and meditate and be in that practice and it doesn't feel like exercise. So if I'm going to pick my time one or the other, it's going to be yoga. Totally. Love it. I have not done bar in years, but um, I love me some yoga. And for me, yoga is like a mental health thing <laughs> more than anything. Um, tequila or wine? I am a new tequila, like avid participant. I'm new to it too, and I'm but I'm loving it. <laughs> I am loving it too. It it happened kind of recently. I was at a birthday. Everyone was drinking tequila, and I think I always had the notion that you, in order to drink tequila, it had to be a margarita. And I'm not a contro fret, fret, uh, fan, uh-huh. so I never gave it a go. And recently it's been my go-to choice even though my whole family has been probably like on that trend for like I don't know five years six years so I feel like I'm a little late to the game but I it doesn't give you that that awful hangover I know I feel like well so I was talking to someone about this and because I said that and they're like well no my the difference now is that we can actually afford like the good stuff and not like the super cheap tequila that actually does like kill you basically I was like oh that's why that's why yeah, that makes sense <laughs> I'll get you to that uh Instagram posts or Instagram stories wow well um <laughs> I'm very active on both, as I feel that you probably have to be in the world of Instagram engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, though, I have 
limited my posts on the weekends. I don't actually post on the weekends and I just like fill up my stories because I feel like it just takes a lot more time to put together, um, you know, a post and people kind of want like, you know, quick action, quick, you know, like quick connectivity. And I think people are getting that on stories and during the weekend, I don't think people like they have their downtime, but people want to be with their families and mm-hmm. like not be as active on social media and scrolling through and scrolling through. I, I found actually my engagement to go down on the weekends and just people aren't present on the weekends. So mm-hmm. I balanced it with posting during the week. And then on the weekends, I like ramp up my stories. I love that. I noticed that too for my engagement on the weekends and it totally makes sense because it's like, I mean, I don't want to be glued to my phone on the weekend either. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Aside from the fact that my husband doesn't like it and I have two kids, (laughs) it's enough. Like treat your job during the week and like during the weekend, it's our time. So it's so true though. Like as business owners, it can be easy to make like, work happen seven days a week, but it really doesn't need to. It doesn't, but I think either we've chosen a profession or the profession has chosen us. And my husband mm-hmm. jokes with me and he's like, you could literally work for 20 hours a day. And I'm like, you're damn right. I could yeah. work for 20 hours a day because I love what I do. Exactly. And the problem is, is there's, there's no filter anymore. And people think that they can connect to you all with you all the time. Yep. And I've allowed that and I've made myself accessible. So it's just kind of like the nature of the game a little bit, but oh. it's definitely good to, to disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Those moments, the disconnected, disconnecting moments, they do count. Yeah. Um, takeout or cooking? I am an avid at home chef. <laughs> Almost to a fault because my husband now doesn't like, and I don't think he's doing it to just like, you know, totally boost my ego, but. <laughs> He loves eating at home and I think it's changed my palate a little bit and I love eating at home and every time we go out, unless it's like a staple restaurant of our choice, we're always disappointed and I I mean like, so I like the break, believe me, but I really enjoy cooking and I, I mean a little bit about me, my background actually is in nutrition. So I got my undergrad and my graduate degree in nutrition. So I try to tie it all together and you kind of know what you're going to get when you're, when you're eating at home. So that's so true. So what's, what are you loving to make lately? What am I loving to make? Um, I feel like I, I cook really bold, flavorful dishes, but they all take less than 20 minutes to make. That's the um, dream. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't like to use, I like recipes, but I also just like trying things out and tasting things. So I try to stick to like what's seasonal. Um, okay. But down here in Miami, you pretty much can get everything all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so I don't know. I'm liking making like fish dishes lately. Oh. I love like, a good sea bass. I love like a good grilled snapper. I'm not big on yeah. that. Yes, that's not so I, we eat pretty, yeah, we eat pretty clean, but so I like, yeah. That's, Amazing. I love yeah. it. Okay. So here's the last one, which is totally up your alley. So leather jacket or denim jacket? Oh, <laughs> both. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think there's a time and a place for everything. I always tell my clients that it's that third piece that really elevates your look and it sets you apart from, um, you know, the lay dresser and someone that you just kind of stand out that you have more style. So I always like to tell my clients, just throw a leather jacket, like as your accessory over your shoulders or that denim jacket. So it really, I think it just depends like day or night where you're going, um, you know, just how it kind of works for the overall look, but I'm all for a third piece. I love it. I love it. Okay. So now let's dig into your journey and how you became a personal stylist because you mentioned um, you studied nutrition. So how did your education background no. turn into <laughs> where, where's the connecting dot? I'll tell you the connecting dot is at the end of the day. I love making people feel good. And I think this really, and it's kind of become like a hashtag that I've coined. Um, I really, I've always, my whole life was the type of person that never really cared if someone else wanted to emulate you. And I was always, and this can tie into, you know, influencing others and just telling everyone like your best kept secret. And I, I've always felt the need. Like I, this sounds like this is not egotistical at all, but I feel very good about myself. So I enjoy making other others feel as good, if not better. I love that. Never been like, you know, like a, a knack on me. I it's, it just comes from a good place and you see it. And especially dressing people, um, I think, you know, when they show up to events or occasions or business things, like they feel that much more prepared because they've set the tone of how they look. And so anyway, so I started off with my degree in nutrition and I've always had kind of a science background, but so my family's from South Africa and we had like a fashion department store there, similar to like an Eman Marcus, but like on a smaller scale. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up in this fashion house and I think I had like a crib in there. My mom <laughs> like eat, breathed and slept it. She just loves fashion and so it's always been in her blood. And then I think it just kind of trickled down to me. And, and I mean, my girlfriends would say, Oh, what are you wearing to prom or something? like that?" I'm like, I'm just going to go into my mom's closet because she really had like the best assortment of things. Mm -hmm. um, so it was always like in, like I said, in my blood. And then, but I went to, I never really considered it as an option. My mom was a working woman. My dad was a, you know, like a working man, but not in the arts field. And I, I think associated fashion with more of that artistic side. Um, and so I got into nutrition and then I finished my master's and my mom, I was pregnant with my first daughter and my mom came across this opportunity to work with this company called Worth New York. They're based out of New York and you become your own business person and you have your own clientele and you rep this line. So she was like, this is a great lifestyle for you to have as a mom. Your daughter can be there with you. I technically only show in my showroom four to six times a year. So it's about 15 weeks of work, like active work where I'm dressing clients in my showroom with that brand. Okay. And it's really just afforded me in a great lifestyle in terms of being present with my family and then kind of 
bringing me to where I am now is being a quote unquote influencer, I guess, like in the, in the realm of social media, um, that happened merely through, you know, wanting to get clients into the showroom that didn't necessarily relate to the photography of the models, um, that the company was putting out. And so, my mom was like, why don't you put it on you? Like you, everyone loves how you style it and wear it and let's start posting about it. And I was like, okay. And this is like <laughs> four years ago. And like, it's, you can kind of see the evolution on my, on my Instagram because you know, it's pictures of me as selfies in the mirror of wearing the clothing. And it really spoke to my clients and then actually across the company. So I've kind of spearheaded it for them. Like they're, um, their influencer campaigns that they do with the company themselves. Like I was the first, I guess, in-house stylist to, to do this for them. And it really increased revenue and was getting people to come into our showroom that maybe otherwise wouldn't have. So it's, it's all kind of happened organically and naturally. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. That's such a, I love hearing unique stories on how like people got into this space. And I feel like this is definitely one I haven't heard. So I love it. Um, first, (laughs) for someone who, um, has started their career in a certain industry, but they know that their heart really could be in something else, but they're just either scared to make a kind of like a drastic transition, so to speak, like from the sciences to something more creative, or they feel guilty because they put so much time and energy in getting a certain degree or building a certain career path, what advice do you have for someone who is in that early stage Mm -hmm. and like, isn't quite sure if they can really just rip off the bandaid and do it? Yeah. I think starting any business, there are those risks of like, what if I'm good, what if I'm good at it? Um, who else has done this? Like, will I succeed? And I, I think you kind of, as an entrepreneur, you really just got to take that step and believe in yourself. And I think a lot comes down to is like the support of the people around you and the community that you're building. And then like having great mentors. I know who actually, you know, very well is Whitney Eckes. She is an incredible mentor of mine and she has no ceiling for me. (laughs) So I think, you know, building relationships like that really drive you and help you grow. And if it's something that you believe in, you just, you just kind of got to run with it and just do it because I listened actually to a great podcast where, um, it's all about, um, time and how as much as you can make more money, as much as you can make more relationships and take more trips, like you can never take get time back. And that's not a commodity that you can buy. And I think it's just like acting upon certain gut feelings and impulses and going with it. I love that. It's so true. And one thing that I always say is, are you going to regret or what's scarier? Like, never doing it, never even trying or like that uncomfortable period. And then it turns out to be great. You know, like to me, at least like I knew if I didn't go for this, like that would be scarier than figuring it out because you do figure it out. You eventually figure things out. I know. And that's the beauty of life is you kind of things open up new doors or closed doors and you kind of just have to keep moving forward and doing what you do. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about the main topic that we were going to discuss, and that's how you said that even from a young age, you felt like imitation was the best form of flattery and that you've never been scared to share your knowledge. So let's start with the imitation being the best form of flattery, because especially in the online space, I know I see and hear about someone saying, oh, so-and-so copied this from me, or, oh my gosh, what do I do if like, it looks like they're offering the same thing that I'm offering? So what's your perspective on imitation and inspiration? I think, I guess, like, I think there's a fine line, and I think it comes from, like, what's that individual's purpose for doing it? But I think if you really feel secure about yourself and what you're doing, like, why not share it with other people? Because at the end of the day, we're all, our eyes are, like, you know, the biggest window to the world, as cliche as it sounds, but we're, we're picking from babies, picking things up from, like, everything all throughout our lives. So essentially, you know, we're copying things everywhere. I mean, that's just what human beings do. Human beings do. But I I think you just need to have the perspective is like what you're doing is the best that you can do. And if someone wants to do it, then like more power to them. And I've never been, I've always been that person that's like, Oh, I got my my eyelashes done and someone liked it. I'm going to be like, well, this is who did it because I want to help <laughs> other people grow. And I and I I think when you show that openness to other people, people are more receptive to building a relationship with you and trusting you. So I think it just comes down to confidence and being secure with yourself. And you know, just- yeah, I think you're right. And there's like a big confidence piece to it because if you are secure with yourself and what you're doing, then, you know, it's just like, it's okay that someone feels inspired because you know, at the end of the day that they're doing something that is their interpretation of it. And no one else can be you at the end of the day. Yep. I totally feel it. So, I I mean, I have so many clients that will see how I styled something and they will literally call me and they'll be like, I'm wearing it just like that Saturday night. And you know what? It looks different on everyone and, you know, whatever, however they make it, they make it their own. And I think that's actually the beauty about the company that I work with. You know, they make a product to sell nationwide Mm -hmm. and how one person styles it and puts it together in Texas is very different to someone up in Boston. So it's, it's really like beauty is in the eye of the beholder and you just kind of just need to like do you like you you know and however you interpret it is like going to be the best interpretation absolutely so then the next layer to this is not being afraid to share your knowledge with others so in the business space i have seen countless times people not wanting to share yeah their knowledge because they whether they're afraid of competition or whatever it is i feel like again this ties back to no one can really be you so even if someone were to try to copy your business model it probably wouldn't work the same way but to you what have you seen and why do you you know why is it so important for you to kind of live by like I'm here to share what I know. 
I think that's the role of an influencer is to, I guess, kind of put a seed out there and guide it and that person can take it from there. And I don't think you can look at it as copying in a negative light because someone can copy you for so long and eventually they're going to crumble because they're not doing what you're doing or they're going to be doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. Like I have never felt threatened to want to share a great idea, I guess, because I feel like I am forever evolving. At least I right. I am. And so what I keep doing is hopefully going to be, you know, just improving what I'm doing. And hopefully I've either inspired someone to do what they are best at or not. But I think yeah. being able to just put yourself out there and I really believe like my whole life I've always wanted to help see others grow. And I don't know where that comes from innately, but I, I mean, my husband would like to say we just got unconditional love from our parents. And so oh, that cool. sense of confidence is there. Yeah. yeah. So I think it just comes down to being confident about what you do and enjoying what you do and kind of just ignore everyone else out there and keep doing what you do best. I love that. How have you seen with your clients um, that you work with, seeing how them developing their own sense of style with your help, how have you seen that shift their confidence? I think that's incredible. So I have a very good girlfriend who she's become kind of like my student, my pupil, because, you know, she is an attractive girl. She could dress very well, but just she doesn't have that eye and she's been a client of mine now for about three years. And even her friends say how she's evolved so much and she's really a loyal client to me. And the cutest is like, she's on social media, but she was just kind of doing her own family thing. And then now she really has like taken off and like does stories and like really puts herself out there and is thinking of doing like a beauty blog. Oh my God. She tells me all the time. She's like, Bianca, you have inspired me so much to like kind of come out of my shell a little bit more. And I, I don't know. I think that's kind of what happened for me. Like I saw other influencers or fashion bloggers doing it. And I'm like, well, why can't I do it? Like I totally can do it. I've been doing it. Let me put it down on paper and, and put it out there. Right. Oh, that's so fun. That's such a good story. So one thing about personal styling, which I think is interesting, is that a lot of people assume, like, this is something that's out of reach. Like, it's something for a celebrity or for a C-level executive. Yeah. Why is personal styling something for everyone, really? I, you know, I, so I, I do a few different things. I go in and clean out clients' closets, and I then make outfits for them and photograph them in it, because mm -hmm. I think... Some people just don't have that. They just don't have that knack, right? Like mm -hmm. to put pieces together. Um, and I, I think it's about building a relationship with someone. I mean, you, everyone offers a different package. I, I do something, you know, on like an hourly rate. And I mean, I, and I think you can do a lot of emulating now through social media and mm -hmm. different websites that you know offer services like this. So it's, I, I really think it's available for everyone, but I, but like you said, I think people have a little bit of, you know, kind of like, oh my God, it's for the, you know, like a businesswoman or it's someone in Hollywood. It's, mm -hmm. I think there's different levels for it. 
Yeah. And I mean, I've seen even how, like, I have friends who are moms who just, I mean, their body changed and they didn't know how to really change their wardrobe based on that. And that's something that can be so helpful to have a professional kind of, like, guiding. Yeah. I mean, I even noticed it myself, like, this evolution of, you know, not wearing, like, the really short dresses and the really (laughs) – you just – I don't feel comfortable in it. Right. I've definitely seen that in a ton of, you know, my clients and friends that mm-hmm. they, yeah, they, they, they need it and they, they ask for it. And sometimes people are very, very intimidated about letting them to come see at their closet. Right. <laughs> but, um, so it's kind of like opening this, like, you know, this like secret diary yeah. <laughs> themselves, but it's intimate. It is, it is intimate. And it's, but I, I really think, I mean, listen, I live in Miami where shops and stores and obviously the internet, everything's pretty much a mile away. And it, and it really comes down to building relationships with, and, and building trust with your partner. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. So here are the last two questions. These are the influencer girl lifestyle questions. And the first one is what did your morning routine look like today? So <laughs> I'm a workout junkie <laughs> and I feel like there's never enough time in the day. So before my girls get up, I go and work out at like and I either train on my own or I've started to take like a new kind of uh, high intensity class. Um, but I usually like to start the day with a workout and then I take my kids to school and I come back and I get dressed. And even if I'm not going into my showroom or I just come into my office, I always get myself dressed because I feel like I'm far more productive yeah. <laughs> in my workout clothes or in my pajamas. Like, you just won't find me. And and something that I vowed to myself, just a little bit of a side note, is I, after I had my kids, I, like, vowed to myself that, People would not see me out and about not dressed up, which is crazy. <laughs> I lived in workout clothes and comfy clothes. I'm sorry. I don't want to like not like hate on anyone. No, <laughs> it's part. Of, it's an appearance. It's part of my job. Like I right. kind of like I don't have a choice, but it, that choice has been made to want to get dressed every day. So I'll come home and I'll get dressed. I'll eat my breakfast and then I'll kind of start my day. And that's- I love it. Amazing. Okay. And the last, the last one is what is your favorite lifestyle hack or tip or trick? <laughs> Could be like a fashion tip that you have. It can really be anything. Yeah. Um, fashion. Okay. So something I do with my clients when I go and clean out their closets. Um, and especially if it's someone that is like in the public light or they're photographed or they have meetings um, or they go, they attend a lot of events. If they've worn that piece, I have them turn the hanger the other way. So, that mm-hmm. um, so just to know that they've worn it and then they can start and then they put it like at the back and then they start and they, they so they keep accumulating and they keep wearing Right? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. And yeah. around, so, like, it shows them that they've worn it already. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then another thing is, is I always think about my outfits in my shower. <laughs> 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 so 
I like literally scan my closet in my head and I think it just saves me time than standing in front of like my clothing and believe me there's days where I'm like oh that doesn't look right that doesn't feel good whatever but <laughs> I stand in my shower and I plan my outfits <laughs> oh my god so good I love that so much <laughs> okay well Bianca where can everyone find you where can they get some fashion inspo from you so I would say I'm heavily well trying to grow my Instagram so you can find me at Bianca Gabay. Um, but I've started really to dive more into the blog, my blog space because I own that Yeah, <laughs> and it's my real estate. And I just, I think that there is a lot of, you know, a lot of gold to that. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Perfect. And I'll link that in the And then my blog is, do you want me to tell it to you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. www. Perfect. And I'll I'll link that in the show notes so y'all can easily find it. But thank you so much, Bianca, for joining the podcast today. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free resources on living out your influencer lifestyle, head over to monicawoodhams.com forward slash podcast.